Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. Hey, I'd love to hear from you this morning. I already have some texts and calls coming in. Thank you so much for joining me. We love hearing from you. It makes the show a little bit more lively. So you can jump into our text line, 850-437-1620 in text, or feel free to give us a call. My friend Al Giordano is here with Giordano and Associates, the VA claims lawyer. And so if you do have a question or you'd like to share a story, maybe there's something you're just not completely familiar with, or if you're a veteran, you want to just jump into our text line. I'd love to honor you or somebody in your life today. So happy Friday and happy Friday to you. Good morning. Good morning, Jenna. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You look um, very refreshed and ready for the day. Even though it's Friday, you look like you're ready to uh, just tackle today. Well, yeah, Thanksgiving's over. We're not close to Christmas yet, so this is the time. It's like right in between. It's a good part. We're sandwiched right in between. So I want to go ahead. We actually already have somebody who's calling in, and I do have some texts rolling into our text line with some questions, so I promise to get to them. Let me hop on over to our phone line. It looks like we have Steve from Alabama on the line. Steve, do you have a question or a comment for Al? Yes, ma'am. Um... I have a question. It's uh, a, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I had a rating uh, about my knees, probably about, they, they did a decision about 20, maybe even 23 years ago. And I feel like um, I got to looking at it and I feel like it's the wrong decision. And it's actually, I think it's worse than what they actually like rated it as. Now, is there any way like I can go back, you know, uh, fight that and say, you know, that's the wrong decision and then if so, do I get, like, back pay from, from the day it was done? Or do they just pay you right then and there? Okay, Steve, excellent question. It's one I get quite often, and I'm going to speak broadly. Um, usually, when a decision is made, a veteran has the opportunity to appeal that decision. They can appeal that all the way up to the court level if they would like. Generally speaking, once a claim is denied and you've, you've exhausted all um, appellate remedies, that's a final claim. However, in certain rare circumstances, we can make the legal argument that a decision was clearly erroneous two years, five years. I've actually done them 50 years old. It's a very high bar, but when that's done, then the original decision is changed out for a new one so the money would go all the way back. That's that's one of the avenues to do it. The other avenue I see quite often now is when many years, if a, a benefit is denied up front because there were no service records indicating this disability happened in service, and many years later service records are found, then it's incumbent upon the secretary to go back and relook at that original decision. And in that particular case, if those records are relevant to the issue that was dispositive way back when, then you can get paid all the way back. So short answer is yes, but it's under very rare circumstances. Um, What I would suggest uh, for anyone who's interested in this is find yourself a competent representative and have them review your file for past errors. Okay. All right. Okay. Whew. Okay. That sounds great. <laughs> well, thank you for your I, service, I, I Steve. I definitely feel like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I definitely uh, look into it. I, I need to get this taken care of. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Yes, sir. Steve, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. 
apologize for that. Thank you, Steve, so much. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, I think that that's, there's a few questions coming into our text line. How long, how much time can actually go by if it has already passed and been a claim, but you feel like you didn't receive sufficient benefits? And that kind of seems like it's the gist of the conversation today. So I wonder if we can kind of stay on that topic while I filter through our next questions. Sure. You know, and, and if, if you take a holistic look at this, you know, the, um, and it's ironic because obviously December 7th, two days ago, Pearl Harbor, which launched America's uh, participation in, in World War II, um, we lost uh, over 2,400 Americans on that day. But as I said, that catapulted us into World War II where we had almost 16 million Americans in uniform. And then in 1945, when the war ended, you had millions and millions of people uh, approach the VA. There were no computers back then. The VA wasn't that big. So things that were kind of done back then, um, you can go back now and see and, and, and find some of these errors. I'm working on a case right now for a 97-year-old former corpsman um, from the Pacific in World War II. And he was denied a claim in 1947 because there was no service medical records indicating he had a problem. Well, you know, 70 years later, those records came in. And right now we're working on a claim to get him benefits back to 1946. Wow. That's a lot of research and investigating, I can imagine. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's important for those that have served. Um, yeah. If they feel they're do something, that they get that um, a full and complete and thorough review of their file um, to let them know, yes, you do deserve it and you will be compensated or, or no, here's the law and here's the reason you're not going to get it. They, they need that certainty. Okay. So this leads into a couple of questions in the text line. So let me get to them. 850-437-162944. I'm Jenna Barr. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. Would love to hear from you and all your questions this morning. We have, yes, our VA claims lawyer sitting in the hot seat, Al Giordano from Giordano and Associates. I can add the link right to the text as well. So thank you for texting in. Um, is it difficult to reopen a claim? No, it, it's the VA it makes it very, very easy to reopen a claim. It's the middle of VA Form 0995. It's a supplemental claim. Um, but when you do reopen a claim, you need new and relevant evidence that that previous decision was erroneous. Okay. All right. Very similar to what Steve was asking as well. So thank you for that. And thank you for texting in. Keep those texts coming. Uh, what information would I need to have, bringing that to you, Al, uh, to reopen that claim? Does that make sense? Right. Well, there's two main claims in the VA. There's one that's service connection where you're saying this disability I have is due to service. The government must be responsible for it. Okay. And once you get past that hurdle and the government says, yes, I'm responsible for it, then the next hurdle is how severe is the condition? And predicated upon how severe the symptoms are, you will get a percentage of disability assigned to that um, condition. So first, we have to get the government to accept responsibility for it. And then once they accept responsibility, how bad is it? You know, the government can say, well, that's only 20%. We make the legal argument, no, it's, it's more closely approximate to the next evaluation, which should be 40%. So literally, that's about 
those two issues predominantly take up about 80 to 90% of our work. Okay. How long does it usually take to get the government to say yes or okay? Is that the, <laughs> is that the biggest hurdle? I'm just asking honestly. <laughs> um, decisions are coming much quicker these days, I would say, compared to, compared to the past. Is um, that because we are realizing our veterans haven't been given the benefits that they deserve? I think there's a few reasons. I think um, I think the government has certainly put more resources toward it. That's good, um, yeah. And actually, I think in 2011, there was maybe $38 billion in veterans' compensation. And in this year, it's over $100 billion. So you can see how in 10 years, okay. um, the VA programs have grown massively. Yeah. Um, even though, quite frankly, we, we've lost some of our, obviously, our World War II and our Korea veterans are, are passing on. But because of the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, and global war on terror, there's more veterans coming in. Okay. Yes. Thank you for that. And uh, thank you for texting in again, 437-1620. How do you overcome a past VA denial? And that's from our friend James. James, thank you for texting in. Okay. Um, a past VA denial, like I said, if you have not um, utilized your appellate rights and it's a final decision, it is final in the absence of if we can find a clear and unmistakable error or we can find one of the um, few exceptions to the rule to reopen that claim. Okay. Now, is there certain red tape, though? Would it have to be, you'd have to come with already new evidence and uh, maybe doctor's visits and other uh, records from having to go get seen, whether it's even like not realizing... I know PTSD, and I, I don't want to just throw that out there. It's a very sensitive subject. Um, but I also know that people were not aware of that term terminology up until the past. I don't want to throw numbers out there, but just from my knowledge, 10 to 15 years of discussing it. So people can come back and say, hey, I've dealt with all these issues had to go on medications and things like then they bring that information and that can help with reopening or starting a new claim to go back and get what you deserve. Correct. Many years ago, when there was no diagnosis of PTSD, people were diagnosed with various other disabilities, some of which could not be connected to service. Um, now that there's been all the work predominantly with the Vietnam vets and, uh, and later vets on PTSD and also military sexual trauma, um, now the system is designed to go back and look at circumstances of that uh, veteran service and if it qualifies under a post-traumatic stress disorder or a military sexual trauma issue. Mm, okay. It's crazy how much information we have now that we didn't have at a certain point that is now able to help people. And it's it's sad in a way because people missed out for so many years on healing and, and – um, treatments but now that we have it i'm like okay let's go get what what is owed to you right uh somebody was wondering and thank you for texting in i will text you the link to the vaclaimslawyer.com that's what you're looking for i will send you all the information and of course if you missed any of this episode you can catch it on our podcast page at newsradio923.com we're in our new mobile app, News Radio Pensacola, under the Pensacola Expert Panel with me, Jenna Barr. So if you have a question for Algie Dano, please text it in or feel free to call so you can talk it out 
a little bit better. Uh, somebody was wondering, what what do you do when somebody comes to you, parenthesis, if this has even happened, when someone has had a loved one who has already passed away from what we believe is from combat sustained injuries. Did I say that? Cor- I think I said that correctly. Do you have people that come to you as family members? Is it is that ever a situation? I know that we've talked a little bit before about family members coming forward for what um, they're owed from the family members that are injured or being treated. But what about when they've already been passed on? Well, usually we see this with a surviving spouse. Okay. And, and, and here again, like you said, not everybody has the information. There's a lot of misnomers out there. But when a veteran passes on, his benefit goes with him. That was his. A surviving spouse is entitled to apply for a benefit in their own right. And usually what we must see is their service-connected conditions or the circumstances of their service caused, hastened, or contributed to their death. Okay. Okay. And there's also, if, if, it, if the veteran's been 100% for 10 years or more, the widow is automatically entitled to the benefit. The benefit's called DIC, Dependence Indemnity Compensation. So now what happens in the circumstance you're talking about is when there's a change in law, specifically, say, under Agent Orange, um, Vietnam vets. Yes. Say um, the disability the veteran passed on 10 years ago was not considered presumptive under Agent Orange legislation. In other words, if you served in Vietnam, you're exposed to Agent Orange. If you come down with one of these disabilities, it's an automatic. It's a presumptive. Well, when new disabilities are added to that list, now that surviving spouse is able to go back in and reopen the claim based on the change in law. Okay. Excellent. And thank you. Thank you for answering that question. Thank you for texting in. Very eager to get to all of your questions this morning. 437-1620 with Al Giordano here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Um, How far back does VA disability back pay typically go or is there a limit? There is no limit per se. Um, Generally speaking, the claim, um, the back pay will go back to the date of claim, the date you filed your claim. However, in certain exceptions we, mm-hmm. we've talked about here, it can go back um, 50, 60. I've even seen it go back 70 years. Very, very rare exceptions, but it does happen. Okay. Wow. That is a rare exception, I can imagine. Um, all right. One more question. And then I know you brought some notes too. So I want to give you some time as well to get to uh, some discussion points. Um, Let me pop back over here. I apologize. I exited out. What is the average wait time for a claim with your office? Well, right now we're seeing if we reopen a claim, we're seeing three to six months on average um, for the initial decision. And then after that, we get into the appeals land, which could be, if we're going to the Board of Veterans Appeals, it could be up to three years for a decision. Okay. So obviously we try and win it right up front um, so we don't have to do that three years. But, but yes. sometimes if, if that's what we have to do, that's what we have to do. Yeah, that's it's a, that's a stretch in time, but uh, I definitely it's definitely worth a shot if you feel like you're owed something, and they can call and schedule a consultation. Yeah, it's 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 free for all consultations. The advice is free. I'm a contingency attorney, which means I only get paid if the client wins. Okay. So there's really no downside to 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 giving us a call or speaking to a representative and 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 having an expert take a look at the claim and see if there are any issues in the past. 
Okay, excellent. I'll go ahead and pop that number into our text line for the requests. And what are some of the things you want to discuss? We have about five minutes or so left in our time together. Well, I wanted to, to give a, a you know um, kind of a, a, a broad picture of the VA for some folks because there's a lot of misnomers out there. People say, well, the VA just denies everybody in the first round because they have to. And, you know, no, that's not how it is. This is my 30th year of working with the VA and doing these things. Um, but just for instance, in the last 10 years, right now, 2022, we're looking at about uh, uh, maybe 15, 16 million veterans. Well, just 10 years ago, it was about 26 million. So even though there's less veterans today than there were 10 years ago, the disability payments uh, are up by about 250%. And the average number of disabilities per veteran has gone from, I think, 2.7 to 5.8. So though there's less veterans, each individual veteran is asking for more disability conditions. And each individual veteran is, is on par getting a higher level of disability than veterans in past wars. And I think you can you can chalk this up to, to a lot of things. I think um, maybe the veterans of today are a little more aware. There's obviously there's more uh, there's greater availability of information now with the internet, right? It's not like 60 years ago when you had to read it in paper or, or a newspaper. Right. Now veterans can literally click on. There's lots of sites to go to. The VA has some very very good information on their website. So I think that communication aspect has let more veterans to be aware of what they can apply for, and then they're being proactive in applying for it. That's really good. I mean, there's information overload out there, but some of it is good, right? Some of it is good. And, the, you know, there's a lot of ancillary benefits that veterans don't know about. Um, a clothing allowance. If you wear a brace, um, knee or an ankle or something that tends to wear out clothing, the VA will give a one-time award every year. It's, it's around $900 for clothing allowance because the metal sometimes ruins the clothes. Or if you have a skin condition, you have to wear ointments that stain your clothes. You can get that check once a year. And this is the time of year in the fall to through December is the time to put that in, application for a clothing allowance, it's called. There's also a HISA grant which HISA, it's done out of the VA hospitals. That's a small grant. If you're, if you're disabled or elderly and you need, say, grab rails in your bathroom or we need to widen your doors for a wheelchair, yes. even, even veterans who are non-service connected can get a small amount from the hospital to have those modifications done to their house to make it easier to move around. No way. There are little things that are peppered in there you just don't realize are there that you would need. Correct, correct. And it's also state-specific, too. Different states have different rules and, and, and benefits for their veterans. Florida is a, a, a very, very veteran-friendly state. If you're a 100% service-connected disabled, um, they will waive your property tax in Florida. There's not a lot of states that do that. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. As I said, small um, uh, uh, benefits. Um, every veteran is entitled to uh, utilize a VA home loan which means they don't have to put a down payment down. The government will guarantee that. Right. Well, with that home loan, there's a two percentage funding fee for the mortgage. So if you buy a $400,000 house, that's right. $8,000. If you're in receipt of disability compensation, even the most minimal amount, they waive that fee. So. That's incredible to yeah. know. Maybe you just don't know the benefits that are out there and you're now going, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Please give Alan his team a call. Just sit down with him. Ask him a question. Ask him all the questions, actually. Don't just ask one. Don't waste it on one. 
ask him all the questions. Here's one I want to squeeze in before we wrap up the next minute or so. Can you verify what the VA disability five-year rule is? What is that? Okay. There's three main rules in the VA we look at. Once a once an individual has been receipt of a certain percentage for 20 years or more, he can they can never be reduced except in cases of fraud. So if I've been 20% for a knee for over 20 years, I will always be 20% for that knee. Once I've been service-connected for 10 years or more, then that service connection can never be taken away, obviously, except in cases of fraud. So if I was service connected for a heart condition for 11 years, they could never take that service connection away. The percentage could fluctuate, but the VA's responsibility for that disability stays for the rest of my life. The five-year rule, what we look at is, um, say you've been given a, a, a 10% disability uh, uh, for a knee condition. If you if within five years of that rating, the VA gets medical evidence that the disability has improved, they can reduce you. Okay? Oh. And that's the way the system is. The system is designed. If your disability is getting worse, you can come in at any time and claim a worsening to get your evaluation raised. However, if the disability shows it's gotten better, they can also reduce. Okay. Now, what's key about the five years is the law says once a disability has been in place for five years or longer, you cannot reduce it on one exam. So what they would do is say, Hey, we see some improvement. We're going to set you up another exam next year. Get all these questions answered and more. The VA claims lawyer.com. Please give Mr. Giordano a call today. 877 vet file. Thank you for joining me and Merry Christmas to Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas.